Dr. Zach Williams and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. I am just overjoyed to be able to just just dive into this Word every day with you. And I hope that there's one thing you know about me just through our time together um, is, is that I love God's Word. I truly do. I take my stand on this book. I love it with all of my heart. I cherish it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that I am some great Bible student or that I know everything about the Bible because I do not. But friends, I know one thing, that I am seeking diligently every day to know Him and to get wrapped up in Him and to get closer to Him. And so I'm so thankful, so thankful for your desire to come every day and to be a part of this ministry. So saying those things, we started talking yesterday about the great commission of Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And we talked about yesterday how in the church we we do a great job at evangelism. Go and tell. But a lot of times we forget about the discipleship process, that we're to be a disciple-making factory. Today I want us to just look at the Great Commission again, but I want us to look at the Great Commission found in the book of Mark. Oftentimes when we look at the Great Commission, we look in Matthew 28, But we do not look at the Great Commission in other Gospels uh, of the Bible. And I think a lot of the reason that we don't look at the Great Commission found in the book of Mark is it scares us a little bit because of some of the things that it says. But I want you to listen to the Great Commission as given in the book of Mark. And then over the next four days, I want to bring to you four ways that the Great Commission has become the great omission in the church today. Here... Mark would write the words of Jesus, Go into all the world, this is verse 15, and preach the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new languages, they will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will never harm them. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they will get well. Then after speaking these things to them, the Lord Jesus was taken up to heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word by the accompanying signs. We hear these words of the Great Commission of Jesus found in the book of Mark, and I can almost guarantee you, you've probably never heard these words preached in your church before because they speak of things like picking up snakes, and they they talk about things like speaking in new languages, and and they talk about signs, and they talk about uh, picking up deadly snakes and drinking deadly poisons and how these things will not harm them. And so we hear some of these things in this text, and they make us a little bit nervous and so most of the time, you know, preachers kind of stay away from this. Let's just be honest. Matthew 28 is a little safer than what Matthew 16 is. And so what I want to do is just from Matthew 16, just kind of pull out some things over the next four days to just show you how the great commission became the great omission in the church. Now, when I say omission, I mean something that's completely forgotten about. We, we've just walked away from it and left it. And we just say, you know what? That is not for us anymore. 
We've got, we've got other plans and we've got other things to do, so we're going to do this instead. Although Jesus told us this, and, and I, I see this many times. I'm always confused and even baffled a lot of times in, in church settings because I'm told constantly as a pastor, we need a mission statement. We need a purpose statement. And, and although I agree, we, we need a purpose and we need a mission. I don't know why I have to come up with it. As a, I mean, just to be honest, why do I have to come up with the mission and the purpose of the church when Jesus has already given us the mission and the purpose of the church? If you want to know the mission of the church, of your church, of any church, just, just take this text and blast it on your walls. Because this is the mission and the purpose of the church. Go, tell, make disciples, baptize. Do it. That's it. We don't have to fancy it up and make anything new or anything different or make it sound a little bit better. No, just do this. This is what Jesus told us to do. And so we come to this today. And we, we look at this. And we think about how the great commission became the great omission. The very first Thing that I see in this text, uh, the, the, how it became the great omission, is, is our focus as the church became inward instead of outward. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Our focus became inward instead of outward. Friends, I, I want to encourage you at some point to go look at your church budget. Now, I know that I'm probably about to meddle, okay? Um, uh, but but how much, how much of your church budget is focused inwardly, meaning how much of your church budget is focused on the things that, that you do as a church, your programs, your ministries, your worship endeavors, the things you do totally inward, and how much of it is focused outward? How much of your church giving is focused on reaching a lost and dying world. How how much of your church focus, uh, church budget is focused on reaching people who have never heard the gospel? How, how much of your church budget is is reaching people in lower income neighborhoods? How much of your church budget is spent outwardly instead of inwardly? I would venture to say today that if we were to take an honest assessment of our church budgets, we would find. That, that more than half, if not even more, and I'm being very generous in that, I, I would say probably 90% of our church, church budgets are focused inward. Things that we do here, paying the bills, making sure the copy machine works, making sure that we have lights on, making sure we have chairs under the tables, making sure this and this and this are, are in place. And very little spent outward. I would venture to say, like I say, 90% of our budgets. And I'll be the first to say, I, Flat Creek's not perfect. I, I wish I wish we were. I wish that we could be the, the anomaly. I wish we would be the church that, 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 that everybody would say, man, look, that, you talk about a going church. You talk about a mission-driven church. That's them. I mean, those guys, their budget is, is directed that way. Our focus has become inward instead of outward. Jesus said to go, to go, not just to sit, 
not just to be still, not just to be comfortable, not just to stay right here, but to go. Yes, there's the discipleship aspect of things, which, which we talked about yesterday, and that's, a, that's really an inward-focused thing. But friends, let me remind you of something. You will never disciple anyone unless you first go to them. And can I also remind you that, that the majority of people that are coming into your church today do not come on their own. They come because they're invited. Very, very rare do, do lost people just walk in the door of the church. But now if somebody invites them, they might come. And so friends, listen to me. When we think about this great commission, how it's become the great omission, we, we in the church, we've just become satisfied feasting on our own buffets and enjoying the things that we do while the world goes to hell around us. And we ought to be ashamed and it ought to make us sick. The Great Commission has become the Great Omission because we've become more focused inward than we have outward. May it never be. God bless.